Armchair. There's something, I'll say there's something kind of yeah about a kid that's never played baseball. <laughs> we have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, and flat out deceived. Why did you get so drunk? You got drunk. <laughs> I'm just really exhausted. What's in that cup? I'm a coax. Do you have any idea how important you this is? Do you have any idea? Really, this is what you're doing? Do you have any idea? Chief, what do you want to do tonight? The same thing we do every night. Try to take over the world. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Armchair. YouTube Live. Radio Station. The radio station you can call your own. You're listening to Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. We're here live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key, and simulcasting on YouTube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Your first choice for Southern sports. Good afternoon. I'm Mac McGinn. I don't know much, but I know one thing. I'm glad I don't have Snapchat. Wake up to that. Antonio Brown at it again. Armchair. Community access channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks. Hey, howdy, hi, and how the hell are you? Welcome to another edition of Braves Country HD here on 99.1 FM. And if you're just joining us uh, for the first time, you're waiting for Eddie Money. He is Eddie for Money. He's going to be with us in just a few moments. Just wanted to get everything settled in, then we're going to call him, and uh, we're going to get his pick, and we're going to interview him and just kind of get get some idea of what goes into his picks and everything. He's looking Looking forward to that, and uh, if people are wondering how this came about, essentially, um, I, I wake up every morning to the Boomer and Geo show. I watch it, I guess, ever since the pandemic, and I've got a lot of family from New York, and that's how I kind of got into watching them enjoy the show quite a bit. And then Eddie started going on these heaters with the, the college basketball picks, and I was and I, I knew it was a shot in the dark, but I was like, we've got to get them on. We've got to at least try to get them on because this guy, because we we pretty much talk, you know, it's primarily sports betting. Now, granted, we do more football and major league baseball betting, but this college basketball betting is just insane for people who don't know what I'm referring to. Uh, Boomer and Geo come, comes on CBS Sports Network in the morning, but it's also a local radio show in New York City, and it's one of the most popular radio shows in the country. And uh, Eddie comes in and calls him and tells him that he's won, I want to say it was 11 in a row. And then since then, people have been paying attention to his picks. He's won like six of seven or seven of eight. So long story short, to my knowledge, he's missed one in about the last 18 picks. And that's just, we, we all know how hard that is. We do pretty good here on the picks. We've, uh, th- this is the sixth year in a row that we're above 60% on our picks, but you're talking about, I mean, that's hall of fame status right there. So we do look forward to that. A couple of things we'll get into today is the, the NFL playoffs. Look at the early lines. Joey will join us for that later in the, in the show. And also 
going to examine, you know, where, where's Lamar Jackson going to end up? Where is Aaron Rodgers going to end up? Where is Tom Brady going to end up? A lot of fun football talk ahead as we get into the Tuesday that is, by the way, quick update. If you are into the into the open right now, looks like Murray has a two to one lead and he's actually tied at five apiece with Barantini. So if you took money on that, there's your update on that. I know a lot of folks have got had a lot of success with tennis and tennis betting. I believe I believe it's the bear that does so well. He's now with Fox, but I always pay attention. I never have the guts to bet tennis. I mean, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I used to play it years ago. I don't know what I would, what I would be doing. I would still be looking for McEnroe and everything. So anyways, that is what's going on today. There's also a couple other things that we will get into, but the big thing is I'm looking at, there's some early lines in the NFL that I think, I think you need to jump on quick because if you wait too long, it's going to be a situation. Now you got games tonight, the college basketball games tonight, and it's a full slate. So I'll be interested to see. I don't know what Eddie's pick is. He said he was going to wait to tell, tell us uh, today. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure a lot of y'all who are tuning in have been following him and playing his uh, his picks, and it's been a lot of fun. I don't put a lot of money on it, but I know some of y'all probably do. I'll throw five, ten bucks because I don't really know. You know, I I don't really know of uh, you know, too much when it comes to these minor college basketball games. I get into college basketball essentially the day after the Super Bowl, like a lot of folks start getting wound up for March Madness. But I'm a baseball guy. I'm a I'm a college football guy and an NFL guy primarily. And uh, looking forward to the new baseball season. I know there's some New Yorkers out there. Uh, I the the whole New York thing. Um, I've got family that still live in New York, and my 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 mom grew up in Brooklyn. She grew up a Brooklyn Dodgers fan. Long story short, that started my fandom for baseball. And so um, I am an Atlanta Braves fan. That's why it's called Braves Country, and we're in Braves Country. But if the Dodgers ever move back to Brooklyn. I'd be hard pressed not to jump on the Brooklyn Dodgers bandwagon because that right there is what is essentially what put together my parents years ago. My dad was from the South, but he liked the Brooklyn Dodgers. My mom was from Brooklyn and away you go. Looking at some of the lines real quick, just give you an idea of what's going on in the NFL. If you're looking at the early lines, I do, I do find it interesting and a little shocking that the chiefs line went down from, from nine and a half to eight and a half. The, the Chiefs have been have the ability to blow the Jaguars out, and it dropped back down. Now, I'm curious to see where the sharp money ends up at, and that usually ends up later in the week, but the over-under is 53, and the forecast is not great. The forecast, the forecast is not great. Right now, they're projecting it for to be somewhere in the 40s and possibility of rain. So I would continue to monitor that. But we got that last week. Remember last week, for those of y'all who who, uh, tuned in Saturday, we were going all in on the under of Seattle and San Francisco. There's no way they're going to score. And then what happens? You you, you turn on the TV, and it's sunshine's bright. They got parasols. They're sunbathing, and they're scoring point after point after point. So I'm a little hesitant on that. The one that I do like right now as far as taking the points Man, Giants plus seven and a half. 
I feel like that's going to be a really close game. These divisional games, we've seen it game after game after game, not the San Francisco Seattle game pending. And the, you know, when you get game after game after game, these divisional games are absolutely, are absolutely, uh, usually, you know, slobber knockers. And so, um, the thing that I'm looking at is when you get into a divisional game like that and you got giants and Eagles and they're saying 44 degrees, 44 degrees, not looking for precipitation. We'll see how it, how it plays out throughout the, the week. I'm wondering if that over at 48 is a little high. Now I know the Eagles are explosive and we know that, right? But man, I, I, I'm feeling more like a 40, like a 44 or somewhere in that area was looking at the numbers last night. I mean, 24, 20, but I do like the giants on that plus seven and a half right now. We'll get more into that later. Buffalo is a five point favorite. That is a three o'clock game. CBS on Sunday, a little interesting on that. And the over there is 48. I think a lot of folks are excited about that game and the Kansas city game. The tickets have will go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. for the teams, okay, for the teams at 10 a.m. tomorrow for here in Atlanta. If Kansas City plays the Bills in the AFC Championship game, remember, it's going to be played in Atlanta. Those tickets go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. For the general public, they're saying it's going to be 10 a.m. on Friday. So we keep an eye on that. And 49ers, Cowboys, minus four 49ers. I, f- I, feel like the, I feel like that's too low. I think it's recency bias because of the Cowboys' big win on Monday night. Let's not kid ourselves. They are not going to do move the ball like they did on Tampa Bay the, um, in San Francisco. They're also going to be coming off of a short week, Monday to Sunday, and San Francisco is going to have a long week to prepare. Four points seems extremely low. If you're if you're taking the points in the Cowboys, you have to believe that the Cowboys are going to win the game. You can't be thinking that this game is going to come down to a field goal because the 49ers offense, when it gets going, Purdy just doesn't have to do much. He just kind of moves, moves the ball, hands it, jet sweeps, quick pitches. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get Eddie on the line and get his college football picks. Keep it right here on – WQEE Atlanta and Braves Country HD wherever you stream. Been all over the world. Beat them all. And it's hard to believe, isn't it? Really hard to believe that so much man could be wrapped in such a good-looking package. Hey, sports fans, The Key has a brand new show. Braves Country is coming your way weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time on WQEE. Braves Country is a southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks. We'll be talking the Atlanta Braves and Major League Baseball along with everything important to sports fans in Braves Country. The SEC, ACC, Big Ten, and the National Football League and the big sports news of the day. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. right here on WQEE. 
the key 99.1 fm and simulcasting on youtube.com forward slash at braves country hey y'all i'm mac mcgee and you don't want to miss as we cover the entire nfl on Armchair Quarterback Radio. 12-0 Chicago Bears. If they could go all the way, they would be 19-0. The last undefeated team in pro football history, these Miami Dolphins. 72. 14-0. Regular season, after the Super Bowl, they were 17-0. For a third down and six. Cooper, Moore, and Clayton. Down the way. Into the arms of Clayton. Oh, and are things going right for the Dolphins tonight? 42-yard touchdown, batted into the air at the line of scrimmage. This is vintage Monday Night Football. Final seconds ticking off. Bears will not go undefeated. What a victory for the Dolphins. And Dan Marino reigns supreme once again. Is this the suicide talk or the nickname talk? The nickname. George, what is that? It's, It's nothing. It's got no snap, no zip. I need a nickname that makes people light up. You mean like Liza, T-Bone. But there's no T in your name. What about G-Bone? There's no G-Bone. There's a G-Spot. That's a myth. (laughs) T-Bone, the ladies are going to love you. Welcome back. As we are rolling here, here on 99.1 FM. Eddie, do we got you? Are you there? Yes, yes. How are you doing, Eddie? Good, but I need to ask a question before we start interview. Yeah, sure. I've been on that Atlanta Beltway twice in the early 80s, and it was terrible. Is it now brutal? Yeah, so uh, do you remember the old story from Pasquale Perez of the of the Atlanta Braves in the early eighties. Do you remember that? No. Okay. So funny story. Pasquale Perez comes into the Atlanta Braves his first day with him and he, and he's supposed to be at the park and he got lost on the 85, which circles the city. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, long story, long story short, he ends up being, uh, very late for the ballpark and they had to push back his start. Well, I can believe it because that thing was treacherous in the early 80s. Is it worse now? Well, the good thing about where where the Braves Park is, they've built it north of Atlanta. And right. so you can kind of uh, escape all the madness. But if you're driving through the heart of Atlanta, Georgia, it's it, it's it's brutal. I've lived all over. I've lived in I've lived in New York. I lived in Atlanta. I've lived in uh, Chicago and whatnot. And Atlanta's traffic is up there with any of them. I, that's what I thought. I'll, t- well, I'll tell you what. It's, in some ways, it's more um, it's more hectic because in New York they're going at a steady pace. In Atlanta, there's a lot of people trying to get through truckers and whatnot that are trying to deliver, and they will. I mean, it is put take your life in your own hands kind of thing. Okay, now we can go on with the interview now. Fair enough. Let me uh, let me get you dialed in. Excuse me. Um, all right, so we're excited to talk to you. I know a lot of folks are uh, tuning in that are from the New York area. That you know the Boomer and Geo show. Love that show. Great show. Um, great show. Yeah, great show. It's a hilarious. I mean, you, you know, if you want to wake up to to a to a sports show in the mornings, I I, I haven't found a better one. Uh, I That's found the that, one I found one. 
Yeah, you know, I found them shortly. It was somewhere around the pandemic, but a lot of it had to do with, you remember the uh, the Mike and Mike show yeah. that was on ESPN? Well, when they yes. broke up and they, they tried all these different combinations, I, I finally got to the point, I was like, man, I've got to find something on TV that's that's better than this. And I don't know when they started putting it on on CBS Sports, but I found it and I've been hooked on it ever since. I pretty much start my mornings with it every single uh, day. Um, yeah, I do too. If I'm, if sometimes I sleep a half hour or an hour into it, but well, I'll put it yeah, to you this way: I like it so much, I record it, and in the mornings when I get up, I can fast through, fast forward through the commercials and whatnot. But I, I usually catch the majority of. It. I, I, I don't. I can't say I, I watch all four hours every day, but I usually catch the majority of it because uh, you know, parents being from New York grandparents being from new york as well i'm interested in in a uh, new york sports so it's the best way for me to kind of you know keep keep abreast of it right um well, i do I, I do pull for the islanders in hockey um i i like the giants too i, I grew up uh I, I grew up a fan of the dolphins but that was when i was a kid and then i moved to the nashville area so I, i'm a, i'm essentially a titans fan now but in the okay. nfc that if I've got it in here in the office somewhere. I don't know where it is, but that Giants logo, right? The old Giants, the '80s Giants helmet. Yes, that's. It. I don't know about you, but I, I think it's the best helmet that they've ever made in sports because it just said Giants, and that made me a fan. That and LT and all that kind of stuff. Oh, LT's the greatest. He says what he what's on his mind, and he's not lying with it, whatever he says. Yeah, that's for sure. And, you know, it's funny, the people who aren't old enough to have watched him, they don't realize how he changed the game, right? I mean, he oh, was... Oh, he did. He was the best. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, got a couple of questions for you. One of the ones that uh, I had someone bring up to me is curious as far as when it comes to, you know, your college basketball picks. Yes. How how much time do you typically spend per day? Like because you're on you're on fire right now. From my count, it was you've got like 17 of the last 18. It might even be higher. How much time are you spending break uh, handicapping these games? A few hours. It got easier. Uh, the I bet bad teams against bad teams mostly because they're easier to pick, and Vegas don't pay as much attention to those lines. Okay. Well, you know, that's honestly what I figured too is is when I started uh, taking your picks and I and I heard you make the comment that you stay away from the NFL and NBA because the best handicappers are on that, right? Bingo. So so how long have you been doing college basketball uh betting and MLB betting? Since I was a uh, 18 or 19 and then I when I was doing the horses I stopped doing it and then when I came back home I started doing it again I've never had a lot of money to really pound them though gotcha and you're a a uh an ex-jockey how long did you do that for about 10 years oh wow any any funny stories with the horses and whatnot? Uh, a, mil a million of them, a million of them. Do you have any that you can share on air? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, this this one was funny. I won on this horse for God that doesn't know what he was doing. And then it won again. And it was going for three in a row. 
And people asked me, is he going to win the other jockeys? And I said, no, but I lied to him. We got to the 16th pole. I was 10 in front and I stood straight up. Now I went past the wire in front, but I got fined 500 for not riding my mail now, but I still won by about eight. Do you understand what I mean by standing up? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Yes. That's what happened. And they were mad at me. I saw you tweet the other day that, um, you're taking your dog out for a walk. What what kind of dog do you have? Little men pin. Okay. I've I've got a couple of dogs myself. That's the only reason why I ask it. Anytime I see someone talk about dogs, I I immediately just stop what I'm doing and and uh pay attention to it. And in fact, we just got our second puppy recently and going through all that phase. You mentioned to me that on September twenty-fifth, two thousand twenty-two, you lost and I found the game. You lost a game in which the team was up 11 to 2 and then lost. As yes, get- and they were up in the sixth inning. It wasn't like the second or third, it was the sixth. Right. I'm looking at the score at the scoreboard at the uh, at the box score and I see that so they're up, and then they scored 11 in the sixth. This, by the way, was the Royals and Mariners, y'all. For- and Castillo started for the Mariners. He's a pretty good pitcher. He's a very good pitcher. Exactly, exactly. That wasn't too long after after his trade trade uh, to Seattle. Of course, of course, now he's locked up long-term for him. I'm, like, you I'm know, looking I at the, the line. Gonna, I thought the Yankees were going to go after him. Yeah, I did too. I was a little shocked that he ended up in Seattle, and I was even more surprised that he ended up signing long term with them. But he, uh, yeah, five innings, five earned runs, and you know, and then the bullpen just you know came apart. But at any point, were you thinking about putting the money line on on uh, Kansas City as they were starting their comeback? No, I have a rule: the more I'll bet you make the more chance you have to lose. So you don't chase is what you're saying. No, no, it's not. It's going to break you. Yeah. I, I think you're right. I think it's hard to do, especially now with live betting you got the apps in your hand and you know, it's so easy to just go on and, you know, as they say, chase Sunday night, you have a bad weekend and you chase Sunday night. Uh, I had a pretty good weekend and then, Tampa Bay just absolutely destroyed me yesterday. But other than that, I had a pretty good weekend. I can't I can't believe that they just didn't even show up. I had Tampa Bay in teasers and they didn't even show up last night. Well, you should have took my bet, Cal Davis, minus three. I did I, I did take that one. I did take that one. Oh, oh but, the, okay. but the the Tampa Bay one was to end a teaser. And I, I just need so so I did hedge it and go back the other way and take the Cowboys and the points. So I did make out a little bit, but I would have made out much better if Tampa Bay just all they had to do was stay within like because this wasn't a six, uh, this was a uh, a ten point teaser. So I had several oh. games on it. It was the last one, and I was like, Tampa Bay's got to stay within twelve and a half points. And then just, I mean, they just did not show up. Who are you liking in college basketball today? Well, I'm going to have to post it on the count and then tell you. Fair enough. And you know, let me explain something. I put some bets in, and they swung mine up my lines already. 
So I don't like those as much after they swung the line. But I did come up with the play I like the best today after the lines are down to where they're at now. Okay. So let me post those. Yeah, sure. It'll be a couple minutes. Yeah, sure. That's a, that's fine. I got the fine. I got the uh, the the all the games pulled up right now on the screen for for the people that follow us on uh, YouTube and Twitter and whatnot. So those that are listening to the radio, um, basically just going to scroll through. I, I, I saw that there's some pretty fun games tonight as far as nationally televised. One of the ones that I'm, I'm most intrigued on just because of down here in this area, Kentucky coming off that big win. And I know you took them on the month or you took Kentucky to win and they ended up uh, beating Tennessee outright. Right. Yeah. But I took the big point spread. I, I give myself the best chance to win. Right. Tonight, I'm going to type these out. You can keep talking yeah, while yeah, I type yeah. these out. For- tonight, I guess where I'm going with this is tonight, Georgia is going to Kentucky, and this time Kentucky's giving up 11, not getting 11. Does that line sound too big? It's, it, it, that's a game I would stay away from. Now, I did bet Georgia plus three against Notre Dame. I thought it should be the other way around that day. That Notre Dame should have been getting the three because it was in Georgia. Gotcha. There's, And, of course, I'm nowhere near on your level as far as picks, but we do a pick every day, and I always do a parlay on Tuesday. And uh, the, one, the, the parlay I like tonight, it's kind of a safe parlay. It's a plus 108, Notre Dame and, and the Tennessee Volunteers on the money line. So that's kind of the one that I'm, I'm going to be paying attention to. But I, I'll do these small bets and watch the games at night, and it keeps me interested in them. Because during the week, if there's not college basketball on, I'd be bored to tears. <laughs> once you hit the once you hit the NFL weekend, I, I feel like all of us kind of. But you had me watching that that the uh, the basketball game last night. I had it on one TV, getting ready for the Monday night football game on the other TV. And I think I told you this over the phone. I did not know that the men and women. Both of the teams were playing each other last night, and I first click in. I don't pay attention to it. I open up the ESPN app, and I walk away, go to get something to drink, and I'm, I'm sitting here doing some stuff in the office, and I look up, and I was like, am I watching women's basketball? What is going on here? And then I, I pulled out of the app. I said, did I bet on women's basketball? What happened? And then I realized I I thought I had gotten the wrong bet from you. I thought I had, I had misread it. <laughs> Yeah, you're probably not familiar with those kind of teams as no, well. No, I'd be lying if I said I, I was. I, I pay attention to the SEC and the ACC, primarily in football, but I do watch the basketball. I watch, uh, you know, I'm a I'm a big baseball guy and uh, football guy, primarily. I'll watch a little right. NBA, but it's got to be closer to the to the actual, you know. I can't watch NBA right. in the, in the middle of December. The games don't matter. See, I don't have very much money, so I have to try to win a little. Right. I saw you know to stay up on board. Is someone setting up a GoFundMe page for you? Is that what a girl is? Yes, yes. Okay. Well, I highly encourage anyone to follow uh, Eddie on Twitter. It's at Eddie the number four money and give what you can Um, because he's doing he's doing everybody a service with uh, all these picks we've got 
There's another game. Now, my dad graduated from Florida State, so I'm a big Florida State guy. Yes. And they are terrible this year. They've gotten hit with injuries and the suspensions. I want to say the kid from suspensions coming back soon, but they are at Notre Dame tonight. And I know Notre Dame's not that good. They're like one and six in the conference. Right. But I don't think this line is big enough. It is minus four and a half and minus five, depending on what you get. I feel like Notre Dame's going to win that game pretty easily. I think Notre Dame improves at home, but they're not the greatest team. And sometimes Hamilton's got Florida State ready. Yeah, had, I did. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I did bet on them uh, early in the year. I'm going to look up and find the uh, game that I bet, and they barely covered against a bad team. They've been at bad. home. Yeah, they've been awful. Uh, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to look this up now. Uh, Florida State. Florida. I think it Here takes it a. I, th- I think it takes a lot of people by surprise because. Hamilton has been so good, but he's had injuries. So one of the things that he likes to do is, is he likes to shock and all. He likes to put 10, 12 guys out there on the court and just come at you in waves. And normally he's got it. Well, well, the last couple of years, or excuse me, the last couple of months, he's only had about seven, eight guys that he can go with in his entire, you know, basically how he does is, uh, is, uh, Based on depth, and he doesn't have depth. Now, the game I covered with them, and it was barely, it didn't happen to the end, Monday, November 21st, Mercer at Florida State. I think they covered by a point, a point and a half, and if it wasn't fouls at the end, they may not have. Yeah, I actually watched that game. That game was brutal. That, that's when I started realizing, they are going to be terrible this year. This is Mercer. Yeah, but they did cover that night, thank the Lord. They have that weird suspension going on with the kid from overseas that has to sit out half the season by the NCAA, and they're up in arms about it in Tallahassee. They think it's unfair. I don't know. I, it is what it is, but but this season is is, is uh, definitely lost. I see that you got your, yeah. your uh, pickup on Twitter. Yes, I put it up. So what I is told your... them I would let them see it first. Sure. So what what is your pick today? I'll I'll let you my my original bet, which I really liked, was uh, Miami of Ohio minus five and a half. Now it's seven. That might go up, but five and a half was a gift. Then I like Davidson plus eleven for a, a t- I call them TV bets, which okay. means they're five between five and twenty dollars. And I like them plus 11. It's now 10. And the one they didn't move that I could put up before they could change it was New Mexico minus 10 over San Jose State. But that's a that's a hundred dollar bet, a a low bet for me. Sometimes I bet two or three. So those are my three. Okay. so can can you repeat that one more time for everybody? Number one, I originally was going to bet pretty well on Miami of Ohio minus five and a half at home versus Northern Illinois, but now it's seven. That's a big swing. I also, my second one, which is a TV bet, was Davidson plus 11. Well, now it's 10. That, that point, point and a half swings mean a lot. 
But the one I'm going to bet on is New Mexico minus 10 against San Jose State, but it's going to be a minimum bet for me. It's not going to be a middle bet or a high bet. Do you ever do many teasers in, in a basketball, or do you look at them as sucker bets? The only way you can beat them is chip away, like I do. The more, the more bets you make, the more chances you have to lose. And here's another one. They're not going to like me saying this. They pay millions to advertise parlays because that's what they want you to do. Right. Yeah, I've always heard the professional bettors say stay away from parlays. Right. The, the better ones do what I do. And people that, that beat them are called two percenters. I think they found out I was a two percenter after Friday night. <laughs> That's called middling a line. Right. It's hard to do. You have to have the right circumstance. Now, now you bet a bunch of uh, baseball as well. One a day. Let me ask yeah, you let this. Me, oh, here's a good one. You know, you got to hear this one. Remember the Sunday night, the Braves and the Mets. We're down to whoever wins, wins the East. Absolutely. I actually did the call, yes. Oh, okay. Now, what I did is I said, well, it's going to be close. I'm going to take Bassett and the Mets plus the run and the half. Of course, Bassett chokes, right? I said, well, I see him choking. Now he gets the last game against the Padres. I said, once a choke, always a choke. San Diego money line, San Diego plus a run and a half. And he choked again. He's a guy that does not want the ball under pressure. Well, I also think when you when you're talking about baseball playoffs, you it really is the only the elite pitchers that will perform at a top measure in the MLB. Plus, every once in a while you'll get a guy who overperforms, right? Like every once in a while yeah. you get a guy that you're like, man, where did that come from? But typically you 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 pretty much have to lean on your bullpen and you've got an ace or two. Some teams have three and with Bassett, he's not really a frontline guy. He's a three. He's a four. I don't think he's a five. I think he's a three and a four. He's a two on a minor. Like, you know, he could be a two or a one on Kansas city, but when you're talking about the Mets, he's a three, he's a four. And when you yeah. have to lean on the biggest thing that I thought that was strange about that entire deal was when Buck Showalter started Scherzer over DeGrom because he was trying to get the Mets through the first two games and win looking. He, he basically got caught looking ahead. And right. Well, he screwed it up with the Orioles in a playoff series one time and brought did. the wrong reliever in. Exactly. I, it, was, it was years ago, but I can't remember who they were playing, but he, he apologized after it. Yeah, the yeah, the guy ended up pitching for the Yankees down the road. I want to say it was twenty fifteen. But yeah, yes. but yeah, he, he, he didn't go to his, right. He he didn't go to his close. And so I mean, all in all, I think Buck Showalter is a really good manager. But I just oh, like, I feel like he outmanaged himself in that in that situation where man, you go ahead and you and you start to grom on Friday, you're gonna get that win like they did, and then you figure out one more win between Saturday and Sunday and get DeGrom ready for what would have been game two of the series. And that's how you have yeah. to look at it. 
when you start trying to plan ahead, Showalter was basically trying to get himself a one nothing lead going into to Saturday and hoping he didn't have to pitch to Grom and it could be Scherzer, it could be uh, Bassett, and then have to Grom on on Tuesday for the Dodgers because I, but the Dodgers, you know, we all saw how they fell flat again. Yeah, well, I had them in game one. If you ever notice Clevenger pitch, he's a nervous wreck during the year. Mm-hmm. He's just bouncing his feet back and forth and moving all around. I said, he has, he's going to be scared to death in game one. Dodgers are a slam dunk. Now, the one I love the best, Christian Javier versus the Yankees, getting a run and a half. Christian Javier is a very good pitcher, and they he won't hit them. And I'm getting a run and a half and money line. Well, plus, I, I checked that bet as well that day. It's almost like everyone had forgotten how Javier had pitched in the Bronx the first time during the regular season. Right. I, and he had been getting better as the season progressed. But to me, that comes down to it, it, it was Yankee money. It wasn't necessarily all Yankee fans. It was people just picking the brand because it was in New York over who was obviously the better pitcher that day. Yes. Now, as far as baseball, I give a home park. In certain teams, it doesn't matter to me much because sometimes if you have a better pitcher on the road and they make the other team the favor, mm-hmm. you're going to get that run and a half, and it's nice. Now, I waited down the casino in May because we used to have to go bet, and I'm waiting for them to put Stroman Gowan up on uh, in Chicago. They didn't put it up till the next day. Gowan, I found Gowan early in the year. I knew how good he was just by watching film. So I had to go back down there and bet the money line and plus one and a half. Of course, he won three to one. On the, what I was going to ask you about the baseball, because I love baseball. We, we talk just as much baseball as we do football on this show. And we talk all teams, so I'm kind of invested in all facets. So what I'm curious about is when you go to make a baseball bet, what I normally do, but I don't think I had the success you do, I, I'm still above 500 every year. I'm usually like around between 58 to 62% depending on the year. But what I normally do is not only am I looking at, at the starting pitcher for the day and how he matches up against the typical lineup, but I'm also looking at how that team used their bullpen the two days previous. Does that play into you at all or, or no? Bingo. Okay. Bingo means, you know what bingo means. Right. Yeah, bingo on that one. You have to look at that. You, that's very important. You know, if they've used their best bullpen players up and they're stuck with the scrubs the next day, you got to factor that in a lot. Yeah, I've told people for years, I said, look, if you want to get into betting baseball, get yourself two or three teams that you're going to bet all year, right? Just two or three yeah. teams. You can also you, you can always go outside your comfort zone, but I'm saying grab two or three teams that you're going to pay attention to all year long, and and if you're paying attention to them, watching the box score, watching the game, et cetera, et cetera, you're going to get a feel for why they probably won't win on Wednesday, but they won on Tuesday because if you watched the game and you saw them just deploy their bullpen, for instance, the Mets, if the Mets go out and use 
their closer a couple of times in a row, I'm probably going to go and see what kind of line I can get on them the next day because in a regular season game in the middle of June, you're probably not going to use your closer three days in a row. No, no, you're not, usually. Now, they think this run is good now. I had a similar run when the college basketball season started. That was even easier because Ojeda Lucas, who left and who came in in the transfer portal. Now, I made a, a bet on Duquesne minus three and a half. It opened up minus five and a half against Montana. And, I, of course, we had to go there, and I'm in line. The guy said, who do you like? I said, I think Duquesne's a slam dunk minus three and a half. And he said, well, Montana was good last year. I said, well, that was last year. They were up by 40 at one time. So when you start at the beginning of the of the year and you're, and you're looking at that, you're looking strictly at the transfer portal? Uh, who left and who came in. Okay. That way, all right, Montana had two people leave. They upgraded from that conference. So now they got two new guards who are inexperienced with the other team. Right. So, and Duquesne had some really good players come in as far as that level of competition. Because I'll tell you something. And they were home. I'll tell you something that's interesting looking at the 2023 college football season. And it's something that a lot of people aren't going to pay attention to. But there's a couple of teams that have been absolutely killing it in the transfer portal. And one of them, obviously Colorado, but everyone's paying attention to that because of Deion Sanders. But yes. Florida State is absolutely crushing it this this uh, offseason. And they'll probably have a pretty high over under. Last year, I got it. Their win total was six. They won 10. So, you know, you were on easy street by late uh, October. Yes, well, I also did one future bet on uh, the Lions to win six games this year. And oh, after wow. they started out like that, I said, darn, that was a dumb bet. I thought they would win more than six, and then they came through. That That's a phenomenal bet because especially what they started one and six, and then what would what, what they win, like eight or seven, something like that? It was something yes. insane. Yes, and I did it in the summertime when it first came on the board. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I figured they had to improve. They lost so many close games last year, and they had the youngest starting lineup in football. So I figured they'll win six. Yeah, they've... But I was worried when they were, what, one and what? I'll tell you something else. Conversely, when you, when you, you know, when you're talking about football futures and whatnot, University of Florida's had a huge mass exodus. So I don't know if the numbers are, are are showing it right now out in Vegas, but they're normally have a pretty high over under on wins because they're in the Southeastern conference and they've got a good program, right? They had 26 right. guys have left so far and the numbers climbing. Darn. So they don't like the coach, I guess. Well, it, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, what, with the new NIL deal, it's kind of the wild West out there. And oh yeah. Yeah. So it's one of those things where they get a better NIL deal or they feel like they should be starting and they're not starting. They're eventually going to have to come up with some way of monitoring this and changing it. But 
right now it's it's literally the wild west and that's why teams that are that are you wouldn't think could steal recruits away from from other big name schools are doing it because like for instance the kid that that transferred out to Colorado with Dion he he was the number one athlete overall and he was originally supposed to go to Florida State and he changed his mind on the final day the day of the signing and flipped over to Jackson State well it came out later that that they had some kind of deal with Barstool Sports to pay the kid a bunch of money right right and so all well, this stuff is going on right I have to mention this. There's an antiquated NCAA rule yes. that should be taken away because of gambling. What right? is that? I bet a game Valto uh, against Elon a little while ago. Okay. Valto's up by 20. I was laying seven, I believe. Uh, and near the end of the game, Elon drives to the basket. Elbows the guy in the jaw, knocks him down. They don't call the foul, okay? They don't call the foul. He makes the basket, but they call a flagrant, and they don't take the basket away. It's a bad rule. They call. They didn't take the basket away even though he made a flagrant foul? Yes, they did not take the basket away, and it cost me a bet. And that's the rule. That's the rule. It should be changed. That is, that's odd because you would think a flagrant foul would would uh, nullify. Well, they missed the original flagrant and they went back and looked at it, but they didn't wave the basket off and count it. That's so, the rule. So was this, is this the actual rule or did the refs just blow it? The refs blew the original call, but they went back into the monitor and seen that he elbowed him in the jaw and then called a flagrant, but they allowed the basket to count. And this was the guy shooting the ball in the middle of the shot, or was this after the shot? He was he was driving to the basket. Okay. He wasn't far off. He pushed his elbow into the guy's jaw. He continued, made a layup. The guy fell to the ground. They never made the call till they went to the monitor, and then they called it a flagrant. But the basket still counted. That's the rule. Wow. Anybody that doesn't knows what can get grasp what I'm saying. Go watch the end of the Elon Valparaiso game on December 18th, and they'll see it if they watch the last couple minutes, last two minutes. It seems like that. Someone's dropping the ball somewhere. I'll tell you something else that they need to revisit. If you watch the Jacksonville, Tennessee game, the final game of the season, right? And it's a game that mattered. It was for the division title who got to go to the playoffs and Tennessee had the lead. I believe I want to say it was 16 to 13 at the time. It was late in the fourth quarter, about three minutes quarterback drops back to pass. The ball is still in his hand and it's starting to come out when he gets hit and then the motion of his hand pushed it forward about 15, 20 yards. They called that a fumble. And my my pushback on that is if that is a fumble, then what in the world was the tuck rule? Right? Yeah, right. If you, if you push the ball forward, it doesn't matter if you have the ball securely grasped in your hand. If you push the ball forward, it's a forward pass. Because if you did the same thing, let's say 
that it was in the middle of a kick return or whatever, and you batted the ball forward, they they would get you for illegal forward pass. Right. And the, and that cost a team a division title. Because I'll tell you what, it costs a lot of money in Vegas too because Jacksonville goes on, they hit the playoffs, and then and then they just absolutely kill them the next week on the on the Chargers, that guy that put $11.4 million on, on the Chargers' money line when they were up. I'm sorry, $1.4 million when they were winning, and then he ends up uh, just trying to to win $11,000, and then the, the Chargers blew it. Let me, can, let me say something about a guy that's getting paid stealing my tips, okay? I thought he was a radio guy, so I was sending him my picks, and some of the games he went against me, and he went on to that. I, I don't know how to work the Twitter that good. Right. So he went and did a private message so they couldn't see his name. And I threw him picks for two, over two weeks. And I know he was using them to get paid acting like it's him. Oh, I get nothing and he gets it all. His name is Adam Trigger. It takes all kinds, doesn't it? Yeah. And he doesn't call up and say, let me send you a hundred. Let me send. No, he's greedy. Right. I hate to hear that, Eddie. Uh, you seem like a good guy, and it's it's been a pleasure talking to you. Any, anytime you, you, you want to come back on, you, you just let us know. Open door policy here with Braves Country HD. Uh, we always give people a walk-off before they leave, basically, you know, your final thought for the day. What, what's, your, what's your final thought for the day? I wish Miami of Ohio would have stayed minus five and a half. <laughs> I'm I'm jumping on that on the break. I don't care what the line is. You've been clearing. That's what we want to understand. Is that he he takes Kentucky plus eleven? They uh, excuse me. Kentucky was getting eleven. They outright win the game. It's this How isn't like plus eight and a half over R- Purdue, the number one team in the country. It was a beautiful matchup, Rutgers way. I can't wait to see you in action come baseball season because that's that's my wheelhouse. I love baseball. I do some uh, play-by-play and whatnot, and uh, I just, I absolutely love baseball, and I can't wait to see an action in baseball because college basketball is keeping me entertained in between football games. But when baseball hits, man, that is my – but you, I'll tell you what, the ESPN Plus viewership has got to be going skyrocketing on some of these random games that you're picking because I've watched more ESPN Plus in the last two – last week, week, week and a half, however long it's been, than I've watched in in probably – three years of having it. I think the night I, I middle of the line, they probably thought I was some kind of a moron that I couldn't do it. <laughs> well, you, you, you definitely uh, proved them wrong. Well, yeah. And I'm still broke. <laughs> well, hate to hear that. Um, like I said, anybody that, that can give to your PayPal, we, we're going to try to help you and promote that. Um, you you have a great rest of your day and take care of that dog and hopefully we see you in the future. If not, I'll, I'll be paying attention to your bets. All right, thank you, sir. Have a beautiful day. You too. Thank you. Bye. That that was at Eddie the number four at Eddie for money on Twitter. Yes. Co- college yes. basketball guru. If if you're not paying attention to Eddie for money, you you don't know what college basketball can be fun. So we're gonna take a quick break when we come back. Joey's going to be with us, and we're going to be talking the NFL, some of the lines that we got. And believe it or not, we we are over 60% for the year. 
on football, and we're going to try to keep that going. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country HD, 99.1 FM, the key, and Braves Country HD, wherever you may stream. Now, I'm not saying I've never driven drunk because I've drank so much in my life. Now, on the back of my driver's license, there's a list of organs I need. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio penitentiary 7 a.m to 10 a.m monday through fridays right here on 99.1 fm wqee how to improve your dining room by the home depot new wood floors new paint on the walls sure you know us for that but how about a new dining room table matching chairs bar stools how about free and flexible delivery with easy online returns now you can explore decor in a whole new way Save now on furniture. Everything for your home. Everything from homedepot.com. How doers get more done. We live in a world now that welcomes and nurtures the screwball in all of us. Hey, it's a new decade, people. Time to get a little nutty. Treat yourself to screwball peanut butter whiskey, a smooth flavor that combines two of America's favorites, peanut butter and American whiskey. So no more social awkwardness. Time to embrace who you truly are. Get out there and make friends. And be sure it starts with screwball peanut butter whiskey. It's available nearly everywhere. Learn more at screwballwhiskey.com. Please enjoy responsibly. Hey folks, this is Mark White with the Mark White Show, and you can tune in to the Mark White Show every Saturday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. right here on Rock 99 WQEE, the key, the home of Southern sports and talk. This portion of Armchair. The You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Sports Radio, number one sports station. Good afternoon, and this is your Armchair Quarterback's Sports Flash. We've got men's college basketball taking center stage tonight. Ranked teams hitting the hardwood. Houston is an 11-point favorite on the road, number one in the country at Tulane. That game can be seen on ESPN+. Kansas at Kansas State, two versus 13. Rock Chalk Jayhawk, two-point favorite. Tennessee Volunteers, number nine in the land, coming off an embarrassing loss to Kentucky. They travel to Mississippi State, their six-point edge. Number seven, Texas at number 12, Iowa State. Cyclones, two and a half point favorite at home. Number four, Alabama, 15 and two on the year. An eight point favorite in Nashville to take on the Commodores. Number 19, Clemson, three point favorite on the road at Wake Forest. Well, Baylor, number 21 in the land, a two and a half point underdog at Texas Tech. Other games of note in the ACC, you have Georgia Tech, hosting NC State. At games in Atlanta tonight, NC State, a six-point favorite, over under 143.5. That game can be seen on the ACC Network. 7 o'clock Eastern ESPNU, Florida State, 5-13 and 13 on the year, decimated by injuries. They're a five-point dog at Notre Dame, who's 9-9 nine and 1-6 nine and and in the ACC. Boston College, 14-point dogs in Chapel Hill to take on Carolina. And in the Southeastern Conference, Ole Miss is at the Gamecocks. Rebels, five-and-a-half-point favorite. Georgia, the Bulldogs are getting 11 in Kentucky, 9 Eastern on ESPN. A lighter slate in the NBA tonight. Doubleheader on TNT. It begins with Raptors at Bucks. Toronto getting four-and-a-half at 730. 
Nets are at the Spurs. Brooklyn, five and a half point favorite on the road. Nine o'clock, Blazers at Nuggets. Denver, six and a half point favorite. And the 10 o'clock TNT game, the 76ers at the Clippers. Philly is getting one and a half, the over under 223. And that's your armchair quarterback sports flash. Stay tuned for Braves country right here on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key in Noonan, Georgia, simulcasting on youtube.com at Braves Country. Shen Young, a performance that truly matters to every one of us, is coming to the Columbus River Center for the Performing Arts, January 17th, one night only. Shen Young brings 5,000 years of civilization live on stage through choreographed dance, music combining Western and Chinese instruments in an animated backdrop. Come and see it at least once in your lifetime. Tickets at shenyoung.com slash GA. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. With your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key in Noonan, Georgia. Hey, sports fans, weekdays 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, drive time on WQEE. Braves Country is a southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Or you think you're tough picking on an old man? Maybe you'd like to try taking on somebody your own age. You got any kids? Welcome back. Thanks again to Eddie for Money coming on today talking to him. There's a lot of folks out there that are watching and listening that don't typically catch us. I, I, I did see a couple of slide comments. One of the reasons why you don't see a lot of the YouTube watchers is because we kind of built this channel off of doing play-by-play. And uh, we just started this show as we welcomed Joey on. Joey, when, when do we do this show? We started this show. This particular show started back in, I believe, Black Friday was the first day. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Welcome. And I've listened to it. That was, uh, you know, I'm glad to hear some different perspective on betting, especially someone that has that success. So it was interesting to hear the strategies and everything to it. So that was, uh, that was definitely awesome. Yeah. Um, he's got a lot of great insight and it's, it's interesting too, when he's talking about like, as, as far as that foul thing, I got to look that up because that's crazy. I, I would have never thought that was the rule. But I don't watch a lot of college basketball. I pretty much wait for March Madness. I'm more of a uh, baseball football guy, but that that doesn't seem legal. It seems like if you were if you're I don't know if you were listening to that or not, but if, I did. But if you're going up for a shot and you foul somebody, and, and it's a flagrant, they should not have counted that basket. They just shouldn't have. Absolutely, and I think it's interesting too. You know. 
these uh, cla- these games that he focuses on were not as good of programs, not as good of teams. You know, those things go a little bit more unnoticed. So it would be interesting to run that back and see it because if it was a big college game, it'd be all over the place. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> let me put it this way. If that were to happen in the NBA playoffs or if that were to happen or anything <laughs> similar to that were to happen in a college football, you know, baseball playoffs, whatever, it would have been all over. But because he said it was Valpo, I don't remember the other – uh, school, but you know, it's 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 mid. Well, they, I mean, heck, there's only mid majors, but that's why it's sneaking under the radar. But if that is the rule, let that happen during March Madness because, man, you're talking about buckets of money being lost. I mean, buckets of money being lost. <laughs> so how are you, my friend? Uh, you know, obviously, uh, as did you go on Snapchat and get you some Antonio Brown? <laughs> <laughs> what happened with him now? What was that? Did you not see this? I did not. Is he loving oh. that the Bucks lost or something? No. Huh? What is this? What is the cleanest way I can say this? Yeah. If you need to text me People later, opened you up Snapchat this morning, and he was going to third base with a young lady. Oh. Put it that way. Oh. And it went viral on Twitter. Oh. When I open up Twitter, I normally, especially in the mornings, I usually say, "What's trending?" I'm like. Oh, what did Antonio Brown do? What did that dude do? And I'm thinking he got arrested or something. And then, and then <laughs> oh my god! Oh and then people my. start start telling you what they what he did. I was like, ah, that's it. I'm out. Don't want to know anymore <laughs> about that. That's not an image I want to see because I, I guess people were screen screen grabbing it and whatnot. But I am thankful that I'm not on Snapchat. <laughs> Never have been because I didn't know that was a thing. You could just wake up on Snapchat and something trending. You know, literally slaps you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Slap shot. <laughs> Man, that guy, it never ends with that guy. Yeah, yeah, and when you brought him up, I just assumed he was coming at Tampa in some sort of way after that abysmal performance yesterday. But uh Yeah, I no, don't he... go into detail because we try to keep this kid friendly show, you know. About- Absolutely. <sighs> Like, what is – well, I mean, that guy needs a whole team of psychiatrists is what it all comes down to. That guy needs a whole team of psychiatrists, and away we go. Uh, the NFL lines – well, first of all, reactions to last night's game. I don't think we have to get into it too much because most people have, have been beaten to death with it, and it wasn't a very good game to begin with. Actually, it was an awful game. It was the worst game of the weekend, in my opinion, because at least the Seattle-San Francisco game, there was a question of who was going to win when we got to the halftime. There was a question of who was going to win about midway through the third quarter. There was no question. The only question you had is if that kicker was going to hit an extra point. Yeah, and honestly, at our household, as we're big, you know, Bucks fans with Tampa Tones, we were looking most forward to the extra points. But it was, you know, it was a somber night. But, you know, I look back on it. We don't need to talk about the game. As you said, it was ugly. Uh, if this is the end of this team's run, it, you know, it was a good run. They got that championship right away. Uh, it just, this year we all saw it. It didn't work. Uh, you know, they won the NFC South because it was a bad uh, football division, and it wasn't because of their good play. Dallas stepped up to the plate last night, so uh, kudos to them. As it was a terrible performance, but Todd Bowles, I mean, just breaking news, he has a press conference. He said he's undecided on Byron Leftwich. Well, Hopefully that's just because it's a day after the game because and if this offense needs to change, whether it's Tom Brady, Byron Leftwich, running game, I don't know what it was. This offense Dude, if I'm was Byron Leftwich, I'd be like, I'm undecided if I want to be back here. 
Brady's about to bolt. He's gone. There's no way he's coming back to Tampa. So what does that leave me with? Kyle Trask and maybe a trade? I mean, right now it looks like that their best option would be to try to go to get uh, Zach Wilson. And I'm not saying that's a great option. I'm saying that's their best option. That's the thing too, right? Brady now is undecided, probably going to retire, go to another team. If that is the case. Oh, he's not retiring, but but he's done with Tampa. Yeah, so either then either way, that's not back in Tampa. Tampa Bay has a need just like everybody else. What do they do? Do they go that veteran route that Indy tried for all those years and failed? Do they try to take a young project? Do they go through the draft? Do they think Kyle Trask is the guy? There's a lot of questions in Tampa Bay after that loss this morning. Okay, so I'll put it to you this way. Tampa Bay, I think there's – oh, excuse me, Tom Brady. I think there's honestly two landing spots that make sense. I know people are going to push the 49ers, but, dude, they've got something in Brock Purdy. Why go out there – unless Brady's going to sign like a, a club-friendly deal, why rock the boat, right? There's two teams that I think have a legitimate argument, and then, you know, everyone's going to put in all the, all the usual suspects. It's Miami because his ex-wife lives there. His kids live there right now. Of course, they can move anywhere they want. They've got the financial ability to do that. And then you've also got the fact that Mike, Mike McDaniel's the coach. He's a good offensive mind. He's going to have Tyreek Hill. He's going to have Jalen Waddle. He's going to have a plethora of weapons. And the defense really isn't that bad. I, I felt like that they held their own. The other one, the obvious one that I think he's heading to is Las Vegas Raiders. And he's heading to the Raiders because it's Las Vegas. It's not far from his home in California. He grew up on the Bay. He's very familiar with the Raiders, but it's McDaniels, right? And oh, by the way, someone by the name of uh, Josh Jacobs is in his backfield. He's got arguably that would he would arguably go into the best wide receiver in football in Devontae Adams. And Waller's a hell of a tight end, and we know how he loves great tight ends. I mean, yeah, out of all of the spots, Vegas is the one that surfaced in my brain a lot for all the reasons you just said. When you have that familiarity with McDaniels, that's a key. When you have that family relationship that he has, like you said, the home being close. Yes, he's 45 and he's still playing good, but he is big into his family. I know he kind of threw a wrench in the whole thing with his wife, but his kids are very important, so that plays the big role. And then number three, going to a team that's ready to win. He's not going to be in the league for the next five no, years. He's going no, to be yeah, in the next he, league for the next one to two. Rebuild. He is it Correct. Happen. So I know the Colts have some some interesting pieces, but I think he wants to make the decision fairly quickly yep. and start making an idea of where he'd want to go. And I, I just think there's more stability in Miami and in San Francisco. I know the Colts come to mind. I know the Jets are going to become the obvious question that everyone's going to throw out there because of the ins- – I, I think the Jets are better off keep, keeping Mike White and either A, trade Zach Wilson for whatever you can get for him and get a minor backup. In other words, a solid backup, but it's, it's not something you threaten. But you're going to have to do something because White's always hurt, right? The other option would be you trade Mike White away and you get Jimmy G to come in and sit Zach Wilson on the bench to learn from him. And that's kind of the one that, honest, for the long term, I like the most. 
but I'm, I'm a big Mike White fan. I really want him to do well, and it's fun to watch him in that offense when he's healthy. Yeah, and the way this NFL offseason goes these days, quarterback movement happens a lot more than it used to. We're going to see Derek Carr on the move, Tom Brady on the move. Like you mentioned, Zach Wilson, Jimmy Garoppolo. There's going to be Lamar Jackson. Who knows what will happen? There's just so much QB movement these days that any team that needs one is going to go all in, whether it's the draft, trade, free agency. Yeah, and Vegas in general is just set up well to be able to set up a good team in the offseason. And then the other thing that everyone's – obviously, they're already talking about Aaron Rodgers. Where is he going to go? I mean, a perfect landing spot would be for him in the Jets. But what would they have to give up? And then you got to deal with the with Aaron Rodgers. He's kind of a prima donna. So you want to deal with that? He's aging. Um, but the Lamar Jackson thing to me is interesting because he's he sent out he sent out that cryptic tweet yep. yesterday. Did you see that? Or, Absolutely, I did. So basically, without saying it, I think he said that he probably could have played if he wanted to. You know, I have a, I, I have such a problem with, and I, not to cut you off, but I have such a problem with that uh, cryptic message for many reasons. Number one, to your point, he said he could uh, possibly play. Number two, he's just pretty much backdooring the Ravens without putting the name in there because that's the only way to put it on the internet. We all know what you're trying to say. If you have that much of a problem, to me, either don't put that on there at all and say it to the franchise's face or come out and just say it because this in-between game makes him kind of look bad when he does it, and it's irritating to me. Yeah, and it's becoming more and more popular to do that, right? Correct. So it's just it's just one of those things, man, that it's it's a new generation. Look, you know, they they do these kinds of things for attention. Right. And it's not just Lamar Jackson. No. All, all the guys. Are, I mean, what, what about this past year when Kyler Murray took all the Arizona Cardinal stuff down? Off exactly. His, off his, you don't just accidentally do that. <laughs> Yeah, like that saying when uh, people say they butt dial these days with the new yeah. phone. It's like, we know. Okay. Yeah, or they, oh man, my sister still does it. She's only a couple of years older than me, but I told her I was about to put you in a home. I mean, it happens at least two times, at least two times a week, if not more. And I always think something bad's going down. Oh man, something happened with mom. Something happened with, you know, her. Because we don't talk that often. We will talk on the holidays. We'll text her. But as far as phone calls, they don't have phone calls are a big deal in 2023. Well, yeah, I mean, usually yeah, I've got like two or three friends that I would say I call pretty regularly. Yeah. But other than that, yes. And none of them are, am I related to. <laughs> as, I feel you. As oh, our Red Sox funny. guy, as our Red Sox guys here on Mondays, team says, he used to have this T-shirt when, when we were in college, and he'd say, "It said, I, I wish, I wish I could relate to the people I'm related to.'" <laughs> I, was, I thought that was a great T-shirt. Oh, um, to that. Going into this weekend, though, you got San- so the the early lines to me are interesting, really interesting, and you're looking at um, the first game. Well, you know what. Since we're just talking about the Cowboys demolishing the Bucks, let's go ahead and do Cowboys 49ers. It's the last game of the weekend, but it's the one I'm looking forward to the most. You know, 
there's a part of my youth that's in this game. Now, I was never a 49er Cowboy fan per, per se, but just like Celtics-Lakers, just like uh, Yankees-Red Sox, I feel like you got to pick a side. So I typically pick the 49ers. And I'm looking forward to this game because it's like a rivalry renewed, right? And it's in San Fran. I know it's in Santa Clara now, but to me, it's always going to be candlestick. It's now a four-point spread. It's gone up and down a few times today. Three and a half, four, four and a half. I haven't saw one, but uh, uh, I just refreshed. It's down to three and a half. Now, I grabbed it at three and a half this morning. I don't see where the Cowboys are going to hang with them within within a touchdown. I just don't. Tell me where I'm wrong. The the only thing is if you're going off of just yesterday's game, because the Cowboys for the last month have been pretty abysmal. Dak Prescott had eight straight games with an interception, all to your favor. Now, if we just look at a very narrow glass, I guess you look at the Tampa Bay game, even though Tampa played really pretty much poorly this year for the most part. Yeah, right. And Dallas played their- nine. They they won the worst division of football. I know it was by a hair. The AFC South played, had, had, a, had quite the argument. Uh, but the Mike Wilkes, the Mike Wilkes led Panthers were in it till week 17. That there was a lot. I mean, interim coach, that division was just flat out not good this season for uh, the entirety of it as every team went under 500. But the only point I'll make for the Cowboys is, hey, maybe they found something here what they did this last game. That being said, San Fran's defense is going to be all over them. They're not going to play this umbrella coverage where they let the tight ends and T.Y. Hilton take over the whole middle of the field. They're not going to give Dak Prescott all day. So I find it very hard-pressed Dallas with a hard, much uh, tougher opponent and place to play in San Fran this week. Yeah, I, I'm looking. It's a night game. It's in San Fran. I know it'll be it'll be 3.30 out there. Um, that place is going to be rocking. They're coming off a short week. I'm not saying I wouldn't. There's no circumstance I, I would take the Cowboys. I just feel like the line should be a lot bigger. I mean, they lost to the freaking Commanders the last week of the season, and they wanted to win that game. It wasn't like they benched Dak and the boys, right? I would have thought it'd be about six points. Yeah, I'm, I, it's definitely higher than what it's at now. I would have put it at least six. Yeah, you know. I'm a little shocked that it's not closer to a touchdown. That's that's where I'm at on that. As far as the over-under goes, I feel like it's probably about right. It's 46 and a half. I don't think I'm going to touch the over-under on that game. I don't have a strong feeling for that. If I was going to do anything, I think I'd go over because San Fran has given up some points. And Cowboys, not counting last night, when they're just man-eating that offensive line, they've given up some points, right? But but you go to the other Sunday game, Bengals-Bills. The Bills have now moved to a five-point favorite. It was minus four to start the week, and it has moved to full point today. That over-under is 48, and I think we're going to get another situation where – it, it would be even worse if, if Von Miller was healthy. We're going to get another situation. Joe Burrow's not going to be able to get that offense down the field because he is getting killed 
And that offensive line, and I know they tried to they shore it up this past offseason, but once again, injuries have, have got them. They, they lost the left tackle again. I don't see how the Bengals, and they were my pick to go to the Super Bowl. But watching what I saw Sunday night, I man, I don't see it. They're going to have to create a couple of awesome turnovers like they did at the one-yard line against Baltimore because Josh Allen, the only thing he has shown is there's a couple of what-the-heck passes out there in a game. So they're going to have to really take advantage of that to have a chance. They're going to have to turn those couple of turnovers from Buffalo into seven because, like you said, if that offensive line is getting beat up early, Buffalo is going to keep pinning their ears back, and they'll score points at some point. So they got to create points off Allen turnovers to keep it close in my eyes. But see, that's the thing. If you're betting, you can't bet on on Buffalo just fumbling the ball away, right? Right. I just, to me, right now, the Sunday plays for me right now. We'll see. I'm, I'm really waiting for some of these lines to to settle in. But I mean, one of the better lines would be it would be a teaser. Bills would that would take it to plus one, and then. I mean, if, if you wanted to really shade your odds, you do a seven-point teacher, you're not going to get as much back. But it, it would take the Bills to plus two. But the important thing is you would get the field goal and the hook with the 49ers. Here's another thing that's going to factor into that Dallas game. That kicker, man. These going to cost him some points. I'm not I, betting on any team that you can't rely on him to hit the extra point. I, can, I couldn't believe what I was watching yesterday. He's lucky it didn't come down to – you know, the Bucks' offense was so putrid, it didn't come down to that, obviously. But when you play against San Fran on the road, if somehow you manage it and you have to maybe play a Philly on the road, you're going up in environments where you need field goals sometimes and you can't just miss extra points. Uh, th- these points matter when it comes down against these teams that are better than you. It's going to come back to bite them in the San Fran game. It's going to – I'm just – I'm waiting for it. Now, then again, it is hard to cut – a kicker and find somebody that's good. I mean, these kickers are free agents for a reason. So Dallas kind of in a tough spot when it comes down to it because Mayer was pretty good overall in the regular season. And to this point, just a disgustingly bad game yesterday. They, uh, when you look at the Saturday games, I'll tell you what, let's go and take a quick break. we got to run a commercial. When we come back, we'll talk the Saturday games, talk those spreads, because there's one that I think is ridiculously wrong. We'll be back in a flash here on The Key, WQEE, and Braves Country HD, wherever you stream. Work is work. You don't show up late, you don't make excuses, and you don't not work. If it wasn't work, they wouldn't call it work. they call it Super wonderful, crazy, fun time. (laughs) Or skippity-doo. It all starts with just one thing. Get to know your local beekeeper. You can make sure they don't use chemicals in the hive, that they only sell surplus honey, plus locally produced honeys have a smaller carbon footprint. Find tips and more at OneThingUS.com. What's your one thing? The armchair quarterbacks are covering America's pastime from spring training all the way to the fall classic. 5-2 Dodgers in the ninth. They've done it like the 1969 Mets. It's the impossible dream revisited. And Myers bringing it. And the pitch is hit in the air. Foul off first. Benzinger backing and calling. And the 1990 World Championship belongs to the Cincinnati Reds. The Twins are going to win the World Series. 
The Twins have won it. It's a base hit. It's a one nothing, 10 inning victory. Bell, left field, way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions as Joe Carter hits a three-run home run in the ninth inning, and the Blue Jays have repeated as World Series champions. Touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. Armchair. Hey, sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's The Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, the key in Noonan, Georgia. Want to chime in? Give us a call. 678-960-9700. That's 678. Welcome back. We are taking you all the way to the 5 o'clock hour where Sports Map Radio will take over. want to thank Eddie again, once again. Eddie for money was on earlier. If you miss it, you can always rewind uh, YouTube. That's one of the reasons why we do the show on YouTube. Uh, great insight on college basketball betting. If you're, if you're listening to us on the radio and you want to hear the replay later on, the Braves Country HD, we, we do the, the podcast now afterwards. I call it the instant replay. So you can you can catch that podcast on uh, all the different ones. Spotify to me is is the, the best user-friendly one that we use. But we're also on Podbean and a bunch of others. Um, all right. So back to the, the NFL bets and I'm looking at, I still think this number, man, I'm telling you, and it's not because I grew up a quasi giants fan as a kid. And it's the, here's my, here's my argument. Why the New York giants are going to cover that spread in the last five, six weeks. The Philadelphia Eagles, and you have to take this into consideration. They've won. Okay, I'll I'll bring it even closer. In the past month, the Eagles have won one football game. And that was against the Giants and their backups, and they won by six. And that game was in Philadelphia. And they had to win it for them to get the bye. And I know Jalen Hurts was coming off injury, et cetera, et cetera. But he really didn't look that good. I get that they creamed New York earlier in the year. But I'm looking at where the team is now. I'm not. I'm just not 100% sure that the Jalen Hurts is not hurt. I think he's gutting it out. And Daniel Jones is starting to do all the right things make all the right plays. I get that the Minnesota defense is not, you know, we're not talking about the 85 Bears. We're talking about the Minnesota's defense. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not delusional. But I do feel like he went on the road in a hostile environment. That is a very tough place to play. 
and the crowd was into it, et cetera, and Daniel Jones performed. Now you're going to get a night game in Philadelphia. The best thing that can happen in New York is that the weather is bad. They're going to have to lean on Saquon. They're going to have to get some rushing yards out of Daniel Jones. But if you if you watch that game against the Giants and Eagles, the first one, that game got away from them quickly. And I just think they're playing better football right now, and the Eagles are limping in. And I, I agree. They didn't play last week. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying on top of everything you just said, which I fully agree with, on top of all that, to me, all the pressure is with Philadelphia. The Giants, you know, weren't supposed to be in the playoffs. They had a great regular season, hopefully have the maybe the coach of the year and Mr. Dayball. They go on the road to Minnesota where Minnesota felt the pressure. They cracked just as they did all regular season almost in those one possession games. They turned out wins. It turned into a loss. As you said, Jalen Hurts is limping in here. This Giants team is red hot, and they have nothing to lose. They're going to go in full steam ahead. And if that game is close at halftime, the Eagles fans and that roster is going to be, oh, boy, it's going to be melting in on them a little bit, I feel like. Yeah, the Eagles, um, on paper, they they do look like the team, the better team. But seven and a half points to me is a lot in a divisional game where your quarterback has only played one game in the past month. I'm not even saying that Philadelphia can't win that game. I haven't lost my mind. But what I'm saying is seven and a half points. I would not feel comfortable with that at all. Yeah, I mean, if we're playing Madden, yeah, the Eagles all day on paper with the roster. But if we're in real life as we are with this football game, anything over seven points, I am all over the New York Giants. If it fell under that, maybe I'd have to think a little bit. As long as it stays at seven or higher, I'm taking the Giants big time this weekend. And let me get that off the screen. Um, looking at it at our at our bets, you know, pretty good so far. Sorry about that this year. <laughs> <laughs> Under the five hundred mark, I got to get back to this. There are guys out there who are supposed to be professionals. And you see them, and there's several games. I mean, several games under 500. So, I, no. I mean, heck, you you look at Trosh. He's nine five and one. He uh, had a terrible season last year. Yeah, that was a long streak. I remember that for a while there. So he killed our win- winning percentage because because we always keep the winning percentage up there. Now I've got the advantage because I because I'm on the show every day, so I do a bet every day. Ever since we started doing the daily show, mm-hmm. but. Uh, and of course, uh, Justin and I always do the uh, six pack to go on on uh, Thursdays. Give me a six pack on the weekend. That's going to be difficult as we wind down this season because you start having to take prop bets and over unders and all that kind of stuff. But uh, then we start gearing it back up for uh, you know the the, uh, the basketball and Major League Baseball. Absolutely. Looking forward to – man, I cannot wait till baseball season. Oh, I can, it's going to be an awesome summer. I'm looking forward to it. I am absolutely I, – I just – you know, it's it's one of those type things where I feel like that and – and you know what's funny is that there's still a decent number of free agents out there that can make big impacts that are still out there unsigned. And we are – what is it? It's January 17th? 
I mean, yeah, just look at – I mean, even though they haven't been the best of names, my team, the Chicago Cubs, made a couple of moves recently in Hosmer and Mancini. I'm not saying, you know, they're going to do a lot for us, but, hey. I think Hosmer are, is incredible. Yeah, right? I mean, I, I like – I mean, I like both moves, obviously, as a fan, but it's going to be interesting where these other pieces fall as we get down. We're not going to be far from spring training in March here. The Cubs are slowly putting together – what I like to call a sneaky team. That is a sneaky team they're putting together. I like that word. Because I'm not in love with their bullpen. But that's usually the last thing that you put together when you're putting together a championship team, right? Yep. They're starting to put together. They're starting eight. The pitching staff is a lot better than it was. I still don't feel like they have a true ace. But I do think Justin Steele is starting to become a guy that could be. I don't know if you. I don't know if he'll ever be an ace. But he can definitely be a top tier guy. He can be a. He can be a top two. Strowman's going to be solid. And then they got the uh, signing in the off season this year of the lefty coming in. So they're. I mean, they're not going to be a pushover. Remember, it's the hard name. It's the name I can't pronounce, Tyon. I think I got it right for the yeah, first yeah, yeah. time. Tyon, yeah. I got it right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Tyon, yeah. Uh, I think he's solid. I, you know, I, whether he's worth the money Chicago paid him, that remains to be seen. Probably I mean, overpaid him slightly. He was solid with the Yankees. The Yankees never should have let him go. And the other thing is he'll have some, he'll have some success in the NL Central. Where he from time to time would you know would have a dud in the AL East, he's got. I mean, you're going against the Reds and Pirates twenty four times this year, so you'll probably you know if you're tie on, you're going to get what three, maybe four starts against them. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Not to get in the weeds, but the NL Central is not going to be a world beater this year. It's St. Louis and a lot of we'll see. I think it's St. I, I think I think there's three arguments for a possible playoff teams in that division. And it's St. Louis, obviously. It's it's their division to lose. Correct. That doesn't always mean anything in baseball. And then you've got you've got the mainstays of the Brewers. And they're all and the Brewers always feel like the Tampa Bay Rays North, right? You're like, how in the world are they winning? But somehow they win. And then you've got the Cubs. And if they can endure that first month or so when the wind, when the weather's crappy and you're trying to find a way, you know, not to take your own life in Chicago and you can get out there on the summer and start drinking the brewskis out there with the bleacher bums and they get some W's. I think, I think the Cubs can be fun to watch. I cannot wait to be there. I, why can't they look? You you know what's going to make it make the difference between the Cubs making the plus and not making the plus this year? They've got to dominate the little guy. They've got to go out and get the wins against the Reds, against the Pirates, and all the other little ones because they're going to have their hands full when they play the big boys, not just in the NL, but remember everybody's playing everybody this year. Yep. So they're going to have to do all that. But if they can just dominate the little guys, the Cubs are going to have a chance. Absolutely. I mean, you're going to have to battle, unfortunately, when you come to teams in your division, including the Braves, the Phillies, and the Mets. That will be hard enough. 
in our division, when you get the Pirates, when you get the Reds, and then you go to other teams across the league, you got to sweep up on those because if you can't beat those teams, you're not going to beat the good teams often enough to contend. So that's where the money will be made for the Chicago Cubs. And I'll tell you something else. I'm not the biggest fan of the teams that are out West going very far. So if you can get into the playoffs in, in, in the National League, Justin and I were ranking this the other day. I still say the best three teams in the National League this year, they all reside in the East. It's it's Phillies, Mets, Braves, however you want to rank them. It really comes down to your fandom. If you're a Mets fan, you're, you're going to say, oh, man, we got Verlander. You know, let's go. If you're, if, if you're a Braves fan, you're going to be talking about Sean Murphy. If you're a Phillies fan, you're going to be talking about Trey Turner and all the other money that they've spent. But, the, but those are the three. The, I still think the Dodgers, they didn't do anything in the offseason. That is weird. I Because usually, even if they have a lot of money spent up, they find a way to spend more and more often than not. I feel like the Mets kind of try to take that role this year of just let's keep spending and hopefully it works out. I was so glad to see that the Cubs signed Dansby because I just I, I thought he was going to go to the Dodgers. I was like, that is going to be a tough team to beat, man. And they didn't do it. Now, that, now they did. For, folks might have missed this under the radar stuff. Uh, Miguel Rojas mm-hmm. got traded over to the Dodgers this week. Uh, well, over the weekend, I think. But he's sneaky good, man. Like, he is a good defensive shortstop, and he can come up with a decent amount of hits. And they'll be able to platoon. When, when they hit the playoffs, if they haven't made a trade, they'll be able to platoon hit him and Gavin Lux. They're probably going to make a trade at the deadline to bring a shortstop in. But I just, I know one thing the rest of the National League got better because Dansby Swanson went to, went to Chicago and not Los Angeles. Exactly. And, you know, the way we view the AFC West in football before the season with the big horses, the Chiefs, the Raiders, Broncos, with all the quarterbacks, that I know division now that the NL East feels like that we're getting, we got all the big boys in there who's going to be able to beat each other up and come out on top I hope for your sake and ours it's the Braves it's going to be a fun race to watch I'm telling you right now man the Phillies scare the hell oh my I can't believe they added Trey Turner I mean I I can envision Atlanta and and the Mets fighting out to see seating in the wild card because the Phillies are just, man, they are good. They're going to be good. Um, I still think the better pitching top to bottom is in Atlanta, but they're going to score. And they have improved their pitching. Some of them you can argue, I don't know. Craig Kimbrell, I don't know. The guy couldn't even make the roster in Los Angeles for the playoffs. That's a problem. But if they can get him straight, the guy's deadly. I mean, you cannot – when he's on, he's an automatic save. Hey. That's – I'm a little surprised. So, we get that they didn't bring in Correa. I do think they're going to bring in one more piece. Obviously, it won't be anyone of the, of the magnitude of Correa, but they've got to find another bat. Because right now that offense is – it's okay, but it's about where it was last year. They didn't really add anything. All they did was re-sign guys. But Verlander 
Scherzer, the biggest thing about the the biggest question you'll have about the Mets all season long is man, Scherzer looked good last night. Man, Verlander's dealing. And the, every every Mets fan is gonna say the same thing. You can rinse and repeat it on Twitter all year long. They're gonna say, That's great, but what are you gonna do in October? Yep. Because it's two, your two aces are over forty. That that's usually not we saw what that does sometimes last night. I wonder if they'll try to manage them at all throughout the year or just let it fly. It would be interesting to you see. Got how they, to. Like honestly, yeah. if I'm the Mets, I don't even I don't get emotionally invested trying to win the division because of how good the Phillies are gonna be and we know the Braves are gonna be good again. If I'm the Mets, I'll lay back in the weeds. I mean, yeah, if wins come come to you, you're not gonna throw them away. But I'm just trying to make the playoffs and make sure that those two guys are, are ready to roll. Because I'm telling you right now, man, that's not – that's a recipe for disaster. Just find a way to get in the dance, right? Well, that's the thing. And it, it is – I'll tell you what, as this goes on, teams are going to get better learning how to manage having those days off. Because I still think it affected every single team that had off. The, the only team that, that capitalized was Houston, obviously, getting to the World Series, right? But they are also a veteran team that's been, that's been there a million times. Correct. But you're gonna get you're gonna get these teams now, the two teams that get the buys in in, in each league, they're gonna come up with something. I still think they need to change that, man. Season ends on Sunday. You play the playoffs directly after that, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and you play the first playoff game on Thursday because you should not be letting the teams rest. There was no reason for the wild card teams. The season ended on Wednesday. They were off Thursday. They played Monday, to, uh, excuse me, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Then they were off again on Monday. There was no need for that because then you lose the advantage all the teams that played in that first game on, on that Tuesday, if you played in the, in the wild card, your starter went on Friday. They're ready to go by game two. But if you do it the other way around, that starter's not ready till game three, and that's a problem. <laughs> All right, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get our locks for the day, and we're going to hit up a couple things uh, on the, the, the NFL betting line and a lot more and get you updated on a couple of things that just happened here in the world of sports. Keep it locked in here on the key in Braves Country HD, wherever you may stream. Now there's a steal by Bird. Underneath the DJ, lays it in. Right up one second left. What a play by Bird. Here's good news. Hey, sports fans, the key has a brand new show. Braves Country is coming your way weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time on WQEE. Braves Country is a southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks. We'll be talking the Atlanta Braves and Major League Baseball along with everything important to sports fans in Braves Country. The SEC, ACC, Big Ten, and the National Football League and the big sports news of the day. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 
The Key, 99.1 FM, and simulcasting on youtube.com forward slash at Braves Country. We live in a world now that welcomes and nurtures the screwball in all of us. Hey, it's a new decade, people. Time to get a little nutty. Treat yourself to Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey, a smooth flavor that combines two of America's favorites, peanut butter and American whiskey. So no more social awkwardness. Time to embrace who you truly are. Get out there and make friends. And be sure it starts with Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey. It's available nearly everywhere. Learn more at screwballwhiskey.com. Infinium Spirits. Please enjoy responsibly. Hey, Braves fans, the Armchair Quarterbacks YouTube channel are bringing you Braves baseball all season long. Hi, I'm Mac McGee, and I'll be bringing you Braves baseball play-by-play for the Braves fans out there for all of Braves country. So pull up an armchair and join us for Braves country baseball, first pitch to last pitch, Tuesday and Friday nights, right here on the Armchair Quarterbacks YouTube channel. Ready for the big day, opening day, big game? Maz, we stink every year. This is not a big game. Yes, it is. It's not a big game. Yes, it is. I blew off my daughter's ballet recital for this. I've seen your daughter dancing. She sucks. No, she doesn't. Yes, she does. Which one? Ballet attack. It all sucks. Marie, you're a beautiful dancer. Atrocious. Ugh. Johnny. Unwatchable. Stop it. It's awful. Lovely. No, it's not lovely. Someone's got to tell her. Stinks. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks. The All-American Man. Welcome back. Braves Country HD, wherever you may stream here on Armchair Quarterback Radio and on WQEE and simulcasts all over the place. If you you want to hit the replay, Brave Country, Braves Country HD, excuse me, uh, wherever you stream. We're taking you to the top of the hour. We're here on the key we are going to be bringing you the sports map radio and it's first name sports. Remember, start your morning every day. Ryan O radio penitentiary at 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Rod Peterson show noon to two sports beat two to three. And once again, Braves country HD Monday through Friday here on the key. All right, let's go ahead and get into uh, some of the things well, first of all, I'll tell you what, since, since I brought it up last, I'll go ahead and hit this with it. Um, what is your lock of the day, Mr. Joey? Literally, my lock just changed because uh, Giannis is now ruled out officially, so that spread jumped. I thought you say, my, my pick has just changed because Eddie picked someone else, so I'm going with his. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, but I just, it literally jumped from five and a half to one point now. So he's out. I'm not going there. I'm going to take the under in that game in Toronto versus Milwaukee. It's at 222. I believe the offenses are going to struggle on this one, both coming off playing yesterday. So back to backs for each team. I'm taking the under in Toronto Raptors versus Milwaukee Bucks. And what's the number you're getting? 222 on BetUS. Okay, 222. All right. So Toronto minus 222. Uh, so I'm trying to type and talk at the same time. That doesn't always work out. Okay, so my pick, and we'll put it on the screen here one second. My pick today, uh, I already put it on, on the Twitter page like I normally do, but I'm taking, always do a Tuesday parlay, 
And Tuesday parlay, I'm taking Notre Dame and the Tennessee Volunteers on the money line. Notre Dame's at home against a battered and beaten Florida State team. I don't see how in the world this line is only five. I get that the Notre Dame hasn't been great. Florida State's been awful. And you can make the case the biggest disappointment in college basketball. I know it's out of the the uh, control of Leonard Hamilton, but still, considering what a lot of fans were hoping for back in the summer, the injuries, the, the suspensions, it's ridiculous. And I'm pairing that with the Tennessee Volunteers. They lost. I figure they're going to be hungry. They're at Mississippi State, who's a good team, but Tennessee Volunteers are a top-10 team for a reason. I think they get out and run today. So that's my money line parlay. I usually do Tuesday parlays, money line. Um, sometimes I grab an NBA game, but I I didn't like the slate today. You know it's ugly when our two teams are Florida State and Notre Dame, and we're not even talking about it. <laughs> dude, dude. <laughs> I mean, I saw that they were playing today, and I was like, you know, I might spark up the conversation. And I was like, God, they're as bad as Florida State. <laughs> I think there's no reason. Hasn't been fun. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, Eddie and I were talking about in the first hour, and he was talking about them, them barely getting Mercer. Man, they were losing to some really, really bad basketball teams earlier in the year. And this is a team that's perennially, over the last four or five years, they've they've been in the conversation of Sweet 16s, et cetera, et cetera. And they have just been an absolute disaster. I know they're not you know they're not the the North Carolina Tar Heels or anything, but um, it's just unbelievable where they are right now. Okay, getting back into some NFL and some of the lines that are going on right now. Curious to see on the NFL the props that they do have up. It's, you know, some of these props they put out, some they don't don't until later in the week. But so an interesting one to me would be the Giants first is the first. So the first score of the game, Giants kick a field goal plus 400. That's man. That's, that's pretty good price to come at. I kind of like that as well. Now, obviously you're, you're at the mercy of who wins the coin toss, but man, 400, and I've hit a lot of these props. Here's another one. Tell me if you like the over-under in this. The touchdown line for the game, meaning how many touchdowns will be scored by both teams, is five and a half touchdowns. In Giants-Cowboys, or in Giants-Eagles? Yeah. I'm going to go over. I think the, I think, you know, Giants show they can move. It was a bad Minnesota defense, I know that. But at the same time, Philadelphia has just struggled a little bit over the last month. Like you said, only one win. I could see this being a higher scoring. I could see six, six touchdowns in this game. Six touchdowns? I kind of like the under. I just – to me, this feels like – here's a crazy one. Three and a half, the over-under on field goals. That seems high. Yeah, because it. You know what? What is the number on 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 the Cowboys? 
Oh, oh, they don't have the props up yet. Man, I'd love to know what the over and on field goals and that is. What are they I, doing? Wait. Cowboys are going to even try to attempt field goals if they don't have to. After what just went down? Jer- Jerry Jones said today that, that he was not going to uh, look for another kicker to bring him in. But, but Mayor's got to know that he's on notice. If he has another disaster... Or let me this way: If he's not darn near perfect on Sunday night, even if the Cowboys win, he might be—he might get his walking papers. Because that is one thing you cannot do. Here's an interesting one: Lamar Jackson, his landing spot. Saw this on on Twitter earlier today, so I followed it down the grapevine or wormhole. Rabbit hole, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Rabbit hole. <laughs> whatever you call it, just make sure it doesn't lead you to, to uh, Antonio Brown's Snapchat. Uh, <laughs> oh, my eyes! So Lamar Jackson's landing spot in the favorite. You tell me who you think. I'll give you three guesses on who the favorite to, lo- to lure Lamar Jackson and, and just rank him in your head. Which one, two, three. Including Baltimore? No, 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 no. This is assuming that he left. Oh, um, I'll go. I'll go Jets, Tampa Bay, and Las Vegas. So, you, so you got the Jets right. They're plus three hundred. I think that's the worst bet of them all. I don't think the Jets are going to go go after Lamar Jackson. If you, if you bring in Lamar Jackson, you're going to have to rebuild the entire offense. Garrett Wilson cannot run block. And you talk about a guy who's going to be ticked off at the end of the day. He's running wide open, and Lamar Jackson's missing him by 17 yards. Um, so if you trade him, if you trade Lamar Jackson, Garrett Wilson's almost involved in the trade. I don't like that move. Here's the most interesting one on the board with me. This makes sense. I just wouldn't have thought of it. Number two is the Atlanta Falcons. Dude, the Falcons. The Falcons get Lamar Jackson. It's almost like a rebirth of Michael Vick, a running quarterback. Let's go, right? What would happen? A franchise tag and a trade probably? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what you do. And most likely, the team would uh, work out a deal with him pre-trade and say, look, we're about to trade for you, so what numbers are we looking at, right? But I I love the idea of him going to Atlanta. You know, he, you know, he played college in Louisville, so that's really not that far. The fan base would go crazy. And they've got, oh man, can you imagine Lamar Jackson, some Kyle Pitts? You'd actually have a Kyle Pitts sighting in uh, in fantasy. Because Lamar Jackson loves him some tight ends. I love that one. The It ranks the rest, Patriots, Raiders. It's not, he's not, I, I don't think he's going to the Raiders. I think Tom Brady's going there. Panthers and Colts. The Colts would be interesting, but what would they be willing to give up? Yeah, we'd probably, a number four pick would for sure be gone. Probably next year's first be gone. 
Yeah, I mean, and then he's franchise. You'd have to work in a big contract on top of that. I was talking to my brother about this last week. It's like, I know what Lamar Jackson has done in his NFL career to this point. He's been pretty great. He's one of MVPs on good things. But you don't pay for the past. You pay for the future. I'm very concerned how many games a season I'm going to be getting this guy when you have to get up the farm. That's very concerning. And I'd rather pretty, for my team at least, who's rebuilding in a way, I'd rather go young and keep the young contract because that's too risky for my blood, Lamar Jackson, in my head. I think I think the best site, uh, Carlos, I, I see your comment. Uh, Notre Dame is, ND is Notre Dame and uh, ML is money lines. So, so it's, a, it's a money line, uh, Notre Dame and uh, the Vols. Is, is what that is. Um, I, I like the idea of the Falcons. The only reason why I don't like the idea of the Jets is because I feel like you have to change your entire roster. The Falcons just got rid of Calvin Ridley. They, they could draft towards this, right? And, I mean, heck, if Lamar Jackson's your quarterback, you could probably put – uh, Patterson back at receiver because he'd be a big physical receiver if they're you know, just freaking slamming dudes and pancaking them. And whoever gets Lamar in that division, if one of those teams, if Atlanta got him, they're going to be the favorite because then Tampa Bay, if they lose Brady, which we think they will, Saints, who knows what they're going to do. They're unstable. Carolina's rebuilding. That would easily bring Atlanta to near the top. The Panthers are the other team that's really interesting to me. A, because they've got the uh, capital, the uh, draft capital, and B, you know, look, Foreman looked pretty good this year. And they've got a decent stable of, of young running backs, and you could build towards it. Um, Vols is the University of Tennessee. Carlos. And McGee is just my last name. That's all that is. <laughs> I, was, I, I was compartmentalizing of, of, of who had who picked. Who's had who pick? So let me go over it real quick. Uh, the locks were Eddie is taking Miami of Ohio. I think that's the one everyone cares about. He, he's a five and a half. Uh, I, I do a parlay, so it, it was McGee's. Uh, I've got Vols and Notre Dame on the money line, plus 108. I might have skipped past that. I do apologize. And then uh, Joey took Toronto and the Bucks minus 222 for the, for the under, not the over. Um so, why is he why is he saying that Tony's hiding today? What did Tony do? Oh, he's he's saying Tampa Tones is in hiding because of the. Oh, Hulk's Tampa! Boss. I'm thinking Tony Agalini comes on talking uh, college football. It's like, and, like, and you know, and you know what, Mister Brian, your Bengals play this Sunday. I'm, I'm it's going to be a tough one. So you might have all the fun right now, but we're not too far away from what could be a big Bills win. Yeah, we're going to begin that. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> so talk all the chirping now, but we'll see what happens on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> but it it is fascinating to see what someone would give up for Lamar Jackson because he is a running quarterback, and he's not a spring chicken. I know he's not old. He's like 25, right? But he, he's gotten taken a lot of hits. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give up a bunch of – Draft capital to bring you in and pay you a bucket of money, so you, so you're going to restrict me on the on the salary cap. It's going to be a big ask. We're coming up on the end of it. What is your walk off today, sir? I'm going to empty out some of my DVR tonight. Is 
my team, Chicago Bulls. Maybe I'll turn on Notre Dame, Florida State, or turn on my lock because I need to get back to 500. Uh, can't be under 500. Can't do it. Just it's not a good look on, you know, need to get back there. So I'll be maybe paying attention to that. But uh, I'm really looking forward to the divisional weekend, and I'll see you again on Thursday. Can't wait. All right. Um, my walk-off is we'll be back again here tomorrow, 3 to 5. Tomorrow we'll be talking some fantasy uh, football. We're actually going to get into fantasy baseball tomorrow. Some of the things we like on there, and then we'll also be talking the NFL playoffs at always. And of course, we're here weekdays. We want to thank Eddie again for for stopping by and, and saying hi and kind of bending our ears as far as letting us know, you know, his insights. It's always interesting to hear different ones. Takes any a guy who's been that hot. I'll say this: my walk off is take Miami minus five and a half. You can get it. I bought it down. I know he said don't take it over seven. I'm going to buy it down. Okay, I'm sold. He's clearing by like it's a ridiculous margin. You would not believe this. I'm I mean, going in it with you. Game. I mean, what I should be doing <laughs> is I should be just stealing his picks and using them as my own. But I just I, I feel dirty doing that. So I'm just you know I I see his picks, I bet them, but then I come up with my own. But man, I just threw a twenty on it. There you go. I, I mean, <laughs> buy it down to five and a half is what he said. If you can get it five and a half, whatever. Um, the money line's too sharp. It's too sharp. It's three. All right, we got to run. We'll see you, Manana. Stay, stay tuned for a sports map on the key. Have a great day, y'all. Goodbye, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. We're back tomorrow with another show. Well, unless we're fired, we'll talk to you then. Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye. Guys and gals, it's time to go. We'll see you on the next show. Same that time, same that channel. Thanks for listening to Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks on 99.1 FM WQEE, The Key in Noonan, Georgia, and simulcasting on youtube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Braves Country comes your way weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Please follow, like, and subscribe today. Armchair Quarterback Radio, your first choice for Southern sports. Something of the 5th of September. Something of the 5th of September. She said a lot that I can't remember. Something of the 5th. Can I get another cigarette, please? Can I get another cigarette, please? Yeah, I know I live to regret it. Just give me another You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key in Noonan, Georgia.